0: I told my parents about this podcast, mm-hmm. and since then they've been sending me these uh, little texts with like pertinent information about whatever we've been talking about. More specifically, Sonic, because that's the one that I <laughs> yeah. did, mm-hmm. which I think is really funny for two reasons. Is your
1: dad just like, <laughs> like Kevin? I just beat level three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just sent me things like it'd be like a, a little fact about Dr. Robotnik or something like that. Well, here's the thing. that They're just trying to relate to your
2: life and I think that's just great parenting. Yeah. What an adorable good, dad. Good parents. I'd like to meet that dad.
0: Also, yeah. that's, that's fun for my father. My mom sent me one that's a little bit more helpful. So uh, up your game, dad, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> up yours, dad. <laughs> up yours. <laughs> she sent me a bunch of like hole puns. Oh. Can
2: you give us some of your mom hole puns? Yeah.
0: yeah so I'm going to read them off as fast as I can. I'm just going to put some music okay. to it. In the intro, cool. kind of thing. Ready? I'm ready. Pie hole, cake hole, sink hole, black hole, <laughs> hell hole bun hole, pot hole, that hole, bamboo, but hole, <laughs> asshole, hole blow, hole, blow hole, glory hole, pigeon hole. And Wait, that's the. Wait, your
1: mom wrote asshole and glory asshole, hole? Yes. And glory hole. <laughs> she,
0: she did. She said this. Man, that's son. a
1: wild mom. I want to meet that mom. What's a glory hole? I d I don't know. Kevin, ask your mom. Kevin, <laughs> can you text your mom right now and ask her what that get is? Her on the, get her on the on the
2: horn. Welcome to Story Hole. My name's Kevin. I'm Roger. And I'm Joey.
1: Joey. Joey, do a Kevin's mom impression. Uh let's let's go ahead let's go ahead and Skype in Kevin's mom. Oh,
0: hello. Hey mom.
1: Hello, Mrs. Mrs. Kevin.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: uh, i'm baking pie right now for my favorite three boys Uh,
1: you're always doing that thanks
2: mrs k (laughs) sorry hold on on this phone call i gotta go drop it off at the neighbor's (laughs) house oh no oh sorry but my my second favorite three boys i've got even something even slightly less as good as that for you (laughs) what is it mrs k (laughs) Mr. Oatmeal. Oh,
1: that famous Kevin's mom's oatmeal.
2: Just call me Mrs. Kevin, please. Have some respect. Go <laughs> your room, you're grounded. <laughs> <Sorry>. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs>
0: I'll stop with that. Yeah, I like it's very good. But I thought that might be a fun thing, maybe. You guys can pick what we say at the beginning of each episode each week. They're going to make us
2: curse. Huh? They're going to make us say naughty words, and I don't want to say them. Yeah. you say naughty words enough on your own I don't. I don't I've never said a single bad word in my life. Joey's
1: got the mouth mm-hmm. of an angel mm-hmm. and
2: and a heart that is pure. Hey, let's give out our social media
1: stuff. We
0: never we never do that. we I would love to do that. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at storyholepodcast. Oh, that's easy. Uh-huh. I'll mm-hmm. remember that
0: for next time. At Storyhole Podcast. And
1: if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, it's at
2: Storyhole1.
0: Mm-hmm. Also easy. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, also, we have a channel on our, our main YouTube channel, which is allophone Bones, but there's a subsection for Storyhole stuff that has fun little visuals and the same audio that you have here.
1: If you scream Storyhole into the sky at midnight, uh,
2: <laughs> then we'll, we'll materialize in front of yeah. you. <laughs> but yeah. it hurts, so don't do it every night. Just we yeah. really need to know the facts about... The Simpsons
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got the intro out of the way I'm going to take this week I'm going to give you guys a, one of my favorite childhood stories mm-hmm. uh, The original Spider-Man hey, What do you guys right. know about the original Spider-Man?
1: Honestly, not much I know he was bit by a radioactive spider and I know his uncle died and that's pretty much it No,
0: idiot no? I'm not talking about that Spider-Man <laughs> I'm talking about the original Spider There's another? Anansi, the God Spider Oh. Do you guys know about a Nazi? <laughs> no. First thing you should know about a Nazi is he's a trickster. So I'm doing some trick. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha.
1: Oh man, <laughs>
0: well, he really got you Have in a really? web of lies. Yeah,
2: I look like a goddamn fool. Mm-hmm. Sticky and everything.
0: Do you guys know <laughs> anything about a Nazi? No. What's I don't, what's I don't it from? Know. This, this is a word I'm not unfamiliar with. So he's originally an African folklore hero as a, as a spider. Yeah, he's a he's like a spider man, and he's depicted in a lot of different ways. He could be. A man face with a body of a spider, or a man body with the face of a spider, or a spider-ish looking body, but all the ligaments and stuff look like man appendages. Yeah, all different kinds. Yeah, it, they're terrifying <laughs> and interesting. Wait, wait.
1: So, so he could take the form of a spider body, but then he has human limbs. Yes.
2: Are they arms or are they legs? They are both. So you can just mix and match, right? It just seems like it's a, yeah. a Lego, a Lego character, and you just pick the chunks you want. Would
1: you want. go if you had to go all arms or all legs? What would you pick? Um, Definitely all arms. Yeah, all arms by far. But you can't wear shoes
2: then. I can too. You can have fun, little spider shoes. It, not if you have all <laughs> arms. That's heck of a tap dancer. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I was imagining if I replaced my human limbs with spider limbs. No, opposite.
0: You could just get those rock climbing gloves that are. Real tough. That's true. And use those like shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you can grab anything all day, all you want. Walking
2: on your hands would suck, but people do it already. And having the extra versatility of of four, you can hold. You can hold
1: so many things. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I could hold eight things. I could hold eight Slurpees. (laughs) (laughs) We've
0: really, we've really derailed the story. Sorry, Kevin. Let's get back to it. So, Anansi is a, a half-man, half-spider. He's, he's really just kind of like both. Anansi actually means spider. But I want to talk about the relevance of him to our culture currently. I don't know if you guys read this book, but I read a, a child's book about him when I was much younger, talking about one of the stories that he does with his six sons. No, not familiar at all? No, no never no. heard of it. This. this is... This no. is no. All right, all right, cool. He's also... ...featured in the current day book, American Gods by Neil Gaiman. Do oh, you guys know yeah. about that book? No, I haven't read it, but I've heard a lot of good things. So, in researching a Nazi, I've come across three main points... ...for the reason of his existence and who he is as a character. And in this episode, I'm going to break those three points down. So by the end, I hope that you all will know the historical significance of a Nazi ...and what he means to the people that believe in him... ...as well as the significance of his trickery role in mythology... And then lastly, I want to outline how terrible of a dad he is. (laughs) Okay, that sounds great. So, with that, Roger. Yeah. Joey. Hi. Are you ready to jump into the story hole? I'm I'm ready to web-sling into it. Let's go. So, first off is the history of Anansi, and where he kind of comes from. Anansi is best known by the Ashanti people of Africa. In modern times, this would be predominantly the country of Ghana. Originally, all these stories of Anansi were passed down orally. In fact, Anansi has become the synonym for wisdom and eloquence. So he has kind of just embodied this idea of oral storytelling. He still retains that meaning, but also throughout time has kind of added trickery and cunning to his list of qualities as the trickster of this mythology. I found that there were several variations to each of the stories I researched. Often these variations were painted Anansi in kind of a different light throughout the different kind of ways that they explained the things, but they maintain the same story steps and the same overall conclusion of what happened because of his dealings with gods and people. I believe this was because they were almost exclusively told orally for many years, so a lot of variations formed as it passed from person to person. But he's also a popular subject for children's tales, So some of these endings could have been changed to meet that kind of audience instead of the little bit more harsh, old-school audience. This is because he's an important ideology for victims of the Atlantic slave trade. So that's kind of where he came across to us. It's because the stories of Anansi left Ghana, and they came across the ocean during the Atlantic slave trade. In the Caribbean, he was kind of a symbol of resistance and perseverance and kind of living over oppression. In fact, Anansi is so ingrained in these cultures that his tale has spawned the term Anansesim, which is kind of just like a new term for... uh, It literally means spider tales, but encompasses all kinds of fables literature. It can kind of be synonymous with children's books or folklore or anything like that, which is pretty crazy that this belief made its own word to encompass the idea of storytelling in general. Yeah, that's It's a pretty cool. big yeah. concept. Do you think that the
2: majority of those stories are things that are like to, meant to inspire hope and strength and stuff? Is that what we're looking for? In
0: general, what he's meant for, I think, in my interpretation, is that he's supposed to kind of represent perseverance and being up against the odds and using your human-like qualities, like cunning and intelligence, to come up with... Unique ways to surmount those big
1: So it, he's like a good trickster. He's not tricking bad people or, or tricking people for his own advantage. He's tricking people to to help, help others or to help himself.
0: It's variable depending on which story you're doing. And again, based on that storytelling, it changes depending on the storyteller. Okay, got it. On how it ends. So I have three short Anansi stories I'd like to cover, and I thought it'd be cool to start with the one that I loved as a child. I'm I'm hoping that maybe this is something that you guys have been exposed to, and it becomes familiar and somewhat nostalgic as as I go through it. So we'll start with the first story. In this story, Anansi has six sons, and each son is imbued with a special set of skills, or powers. The first son is called Sea Trouble, and what he can do is he can scout any impending danger with a simple glance. So if anything bad is happening, he just can sense it and convey that to the rest of his brethren. The second son is called Road Builder, and he can build a path anywhere in the blink of an eye. He's very, very good at placing down roads. The third son was River Drinker, and he could slurp up an entire lake in a, <laughs> in a matter of moments <laughs> and slurp it right down. Fourth one games skinner which is the coolest name by far of all of them would you guys take the name games skinner if you could no (laughs) no no i hate that name (laughs) i i I like
1: it i want to be river drinker
0: you'd be river drinker yeah for sure I'd take Game Skinner. I think Joey Ears is probably coming up here in a second. Okay. Um, I, I bet you'll jump in and say that's mine. Yeah. Um, but Game Skinner is called Game Skinner because he can, like, skin and prep animals very, very well. He's like a pair of scissors, essentially. His body is actually two triangles. <laughs> the fifth son of the six sons is named Stone Thrower, and he can throw stones very far and very accurately. And then the final son... His name is Cushion. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Joey. Yeah, it would be Cushion. <laughs>
1: hey, if you if your name represented what you were best at, what do you think your names would be? Sadness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Mine would probably be like a uh, body hair. <laughs> oh,
2: no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do I want to do my over. Okay, uh, what's yours? My best thing. I'm I sweat a ton.
0: <laughs> sweat baby. Yeah, I'm just you'd just be sweater? I'd be water skinner.
2: a moist man. Moist man, yeah. Ooh. Kevin, what are you?
0: Uh Sudoku. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah. You're great at it. It's true. <laughs> uh Cushion's got a body like Blart and has the most <laughs> supple butt. <laughs> He's got such a supple butt. One time. Mm-hmm anansi was went far away on a trip and he got a little lost and when he was lost he was stumbling around and he fell into a lake and the moment he fell into that lake a a fish swam up and immediately ate him and gobbled him up fortunately for anansi sea trouble happened to be watching for anansi and saw what happened he alerted all the other brothers of the terrible fate that had befallen their father and road builder snapped into action instantly and made a path for them to go rescue their dad the rest of the brothers followed him down the path that he was building and they reached the lake. Without skipping a beat, River Drinker slurped up the entire lake in one big gulf leaving just the fish flopping around at the bottom. And a cool-ass game skinner pounced <laughs> on the fish and cut him open so that Anansi could escape. There was a collective sigh of relief. They'd done it. But they weren't safe yet. From overhead, they heard a screech and looked up just in time to see an eagle swoop down and pick up Anansi. Fortunately, now that the water was cleared, there were a lot of stones around, and stone thrower scooped him up and launched a military-grade salvo on that eagle. Being bombarded by the stones made the eagle drop Anansi, and Kushner ran over to cushion his fall with his supple ass. Oh, that's man. perfect. That's a, well, a perfect that,
2: situation. It's very, very convenient that there was a cushion son. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think all the rest of the brothers always made fun of Cushion? Kind of like a Rudolph story. Yeah, it's you a know? Rudolph story. That's good.
2: Man, Stone Thrower should just throw the fish in the way when the eagle is coming, because then the eagle would be like, ah, I got better dinner, and they get cool uh, Yeah, uh, He's not he's
1: not, he's not fish thrower, though. He's Stone Thrower. Yeah,
2: but I imagine you can translate those skills. I've thrown more than one thing before.
1: <laughs> that's true.
2: It's have you tried
0: it. throwing a fish, though, Joey?
2: <laughs> yeah, have Well, you. no, know, but... <laughs> 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 Actually, that's a good point, because if it's a spider, i got to remember that I'm a human-sized human, and he's a little spider son. And a spider son can't really pick up a fish very good.
0: In this story, Anansi and his sons are all literal spiders. Yeah, okay. They have kind of like people faces a little bit, but they are the size of a spider and just as vulnerable. But with all the dangers defeated, they all returned home and went to bed. Late that night, Anansi was walking around and found a, a beautiful silver orb lying in, in a field. And he decided that this would be the perfect gift to give his sons for all of the help that they provided in rescuing him. The trouble is that there's only one orb and he has six sons mm-hmm. and so he needs to decide which of his sons did the most to save him which one is the most deserving of Ooh, this beautiful silver I mean, it's, orb? It's, it's
2: river drinker without a doubt right i was thinking of spider sense guy because that guy without him oh, no one else would have known the sea danger one
0: yeah sea danger is pretty pretty good That's also true. cushion let's not forget about cushion yeah they're all equal they all did a, they all did a great job yeah they all had a role they all had a role to play and, but that wasn't the way they saw it. They argued and argued. Oh, and in the no. end, they could not decide who it was that was the most important to saving Anansi. So Anansi gave the orb to Yanmei. And May Yanme is the god of everything. He's like the god of the sky. He kind of represents more a literal god than the other figures in this tale. Mm-hmm. Anansi is actually the son of Yanme and the earth god. That's kind of important because Anansi's kind of supposed to be this medium between earth life and heavenly life it's kind of like a relatable figure in the heavenly world to us which is why he's of the sky and the earth so he gives it to papa yanme and (laughs) yanme decides to take that orb and take it all up real high up into the sky and hold it up there so that all the suns can enjoy it equally because they were legitimately all equally valuable in saving a nazi and so they all get to enjoy this orb, and so does everybody else in the world, because this orb is the moon. Hey. Oh, I love that. And that's where the moon came from. That's a beautiful story. Yeah, I like that. And that's my childhood storybook that I loved as a kid. That's great. Did that
1: make you like spiders as a kid?
0: I hate spiders.
1: <laughs> I guess not. Amen. But you love the moon, so.
0: I do love the moon. I don't know if you guys can tell from my tone. I'm having a really hard time telling this story because I hate spiders so much.
2: Is that true? No. Oh.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can I ask you this question? Because I know that I have something else that you're afraid of. Would you have a hard time telling us a story about snakes? Yeah. Is that true? Snakes are worse than spiders for me, for sure. Yeah.
0: Huh. Those are like the classic spooky animals. I'm very, I'm very vanilla in my scared, scaredness. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm
2: afraid of everything, so you're, I think you're fine. What are you most afraid of, Joey? <laughs> um like real fears or like classic fears classic fears classic fear heights man i can't do heights, no heights. at all i can't even look yeah. at like pictures on on the internet of someone else standing with some high. Yeah. like a weird adrenaline like a
0: fisheye lens
2: fisheye lens I, but i can make i can make excuse for that because i just feel like i'm gonna bust a Busta rhymes video and that makes me feel great
0: <laughs> or a skate one
2: yeah skate video yeah. from the 90s like a yeah like a 90s girl skate video yeah, yeah. like great but yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't really have a fear of bugs. And I used to put praying mantids on my face because I thought it'd be funny and like spiders on my face. But apparently Did if they bite praying you... praying
0: mantids?
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I got a pair of those. <laughs> uh, no, uh, mantid, I think, is the plural of mantids, right? Oh, I, think it's, I think it's man kids. <laughs> I, th-
1: <laughs> I totally misunderstood. <laughs> I'm afraid of praying man kids. <laughs> that's a classic here for sure
2: yeah what if we called
1: boys man kids and girls woman kids
0: (laughs) anyway go on joey Uh, if they bite you
2: oh yeah but i guess if if you get bit by a a mantis it's like sucks
0: they have to be one of the most gnarly looking bugs they are they look so so
2: cool cool. i love them um do you guys ever see those japanese bug fighting videos yeah i feel bad about it i don't know how i feel about them the mantis always wins
1: yeah weird. the mantis is, is the toughest bug for Does sure it? yeah dude for sure that's
2: so they cool always win
1: i like them because it's kind of it's the closest thing to real life pokemon that we have definitely yeah.
0: except for a pikachu
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't like them because i don't like watching things die and also because this is kind of i feel like these are opposite things i don't like watching things die but also they're kind of really boring because the bugs just sit there forever and then all of a sudden there's just a crazy fast movement and one's dead i mean that's what sports are like too right that's true, I suppose. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's and baseball. Love sports. Am I right? I do love sports. <laughs> I, I like nothing more than watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
0: So, was any of that any, uh, familiar to you at all? No. no I don't remember. I, no, I don't, I think don't I ever no, read that as a kid. I, I, the, there is a nostalgia factor
2: that I can associate with it from, like, story time and being told yeah. stories. The artwork on the cover looks familiar. So, I think... I might have been exposed to it at some point, but I, I, I can't recall.
0: But I love the story. I thought it was great. Cool. None of us, you're your fresh souls. That one's kind of a simpler story. It's not really about Anansi so much, though. It's more about the suns. But I really liked it, and I think it's because I was really into Mega Man when I was growing up, and I love the fact that all the suns have their own special powers. Yeah, that point. is kind of the same. Yeah. 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 I think there was a common theme there. I forgot about it personally, and then I started listening to the American Gods book, and the Anansi in that started sounding kind of familiar, and I was like, holy shit, is that the same book from when I was little? And I looked into it, it I was like, yeah, that's the same thing. He's probably one of the coolest characters in that book, to be honest. The second story... This one gives a little bit more information about who Nancy is as a character, because that was one of my goals for you. I've covered the history already in the preamble before these stories, but this one I, I want to touch on some of the personality traits of Anansi. Anansi is the personification of story and wisdom. Those originally were his, uh, his uh, identity and value. So one morning he decided that he wanted to literally own all the stories of humanity. And in the beginning, All stories of humanity were owned by the sky god, Yanmei. Remember his dad, Papa Mm Yanmei? He has all of the stories of humanity. Papa Yanmei? Papa Yanmei. Papa
2: Papa
1: Papa Yan? He just got fired. Yeah, Papa Yan's pizza? (laughs) Yeah, that guy sucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did Papa John get fired?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He got fired, and then he quit? I think he got fired as the president, and then he quit the board of directors or whatever, and now he's suing Papa John's. Papa John is suing Papa John's
2: that's
0: crazy he said racist mm-hmm.
2: stuff i think
1: he said a bunch of racist stuff yeah he's a, he's a bad oh. dude
0: well this one's kind of the this papa yanme is kind of the opposite he's a he's so. great dude then, yeah he's a his really pizza, good guy his
2: pizza sucks but he's a great dude yeah you can't have both <laughs> you know <laughs> you either get the good stories and the and the and the virtue or the good pizza yeah, how do you explain little caesar then oh he's not big caesar is he that's true yeah how, how great could he possibly be yeah little things suck <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so in the in the beginning, all stories were owned by the Papa Yanmei god, the god of the sky, and Anatsi's father. And Anatsi went to him, and he said, I'd really like to have all those stories. That's kind of my thing. If you'd be willing to part with some of them, uh, I'd be willing to make a deal. And Yanmei agrees to it, but he says he's got to give him something in return. So Yanmei agrees and says that he will give him the stories in exchange for three items. What he wants is the python, Anini, the leopard, Osebo, and the maboro hornets. He wants those three things. If Anansi can gather those three things and bring it to him, he will give him all the stories of humanity. So knowing his new objective, Anansi sets off to accomplish his task. First he went to the, the python, Onini, who lives in the jungle. And the way that he kind of gets over this hurdle is that when he gets there, he starts loudly stating that his wife is crazy (laughs) and that Onini could not possibly be as long as a palm branch. They've been having this argument, and Anansi is of the opinion that there's no way Onini is that long. Onini overhears Anansi arguing with himself and slithers down to him stating that he absolutely is longer than a palm branch. Get real, Anansi. Anansi says, uh, maybe he is, but we should check to be sure. And he's, he grabs the stick. And he's got this stick and he says, we'll use this stick to measure you. And we'll use the stick to measure the pod branch. And we'll see which one is longer. So why don't you lay down next to right. it and I can measure you first. And Anini agrees. Nature's ruler.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, stick the, stick is, stick. the stick is nature's ruler. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so Anini agrees <laughs> and slithers down next to it. But there's a problem. No matter how hard Anini tries, he can't get perfectly straight. He's got a little bit of kink in his. his oh yeah. So you can't get <laughs> you can't get Anini's correct measurement because he can't completely straighten out. But Anansi has a solution. He says, uh, "How about I tie you to the stick so that it straightens you out and we can get a more accurate measurement?" And Anini jumps. Ooh, nature's on the braces. Out <laughs> it's a stick. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Anini agrees, and Anansi spins a web around him. But now Anini is trapped, and he takes Anini on the stick back to the god Yanme and turns him in as one task complete. What
2: does Yanme want with the snake? What's he going to do to him? Uh... I think it's... Well, he's also a wrestler, and he's obsessed with having 24-inch pythons, right? <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I'm making a big circle with my hand around my ear, and I'm putting it up to it to see if I can hear the crowd go wild. <laughs> they are. Believe me. Uh,
0: yeah, well, why does he want them? Why does he want those three things, Kev? Do you know? The, I think it's just more of a set of challenges for a Nazi, because all of these things that he listed for a Nazi to gather are either very big, very dangerous, or both.
1: Hmm. So Anansi so, has to prove himself that he's like... Essentially. Okay, got it. Yeah,
0: But he gets Onini and delivers him to Yane, and he's got his first task complete. The next on Anansi's hit list is Osebo, the leopard, also pretty terrifying, and definitely capable of murdering a spider if it chose to. What he does is he digs a big hole, and he covers it with leaves as a trap. And that part's not all that... I mean, it might have been imaginative. We see it all the time in and Yeah, in that's a classic stuff, trick. Right? Yeah. It's a classic trick. So he lays that trap. He digs a dig a deep hole, and he puts leaves over it, and he, he waits. And he waits. And finally, Asebo falls into that trap. And Asebo calls out for help. Anansi approaches the hole. And Asebo tells Anansi what had happened, and Anansi offers another solution. He says, I'll spin a web for you so you can climb out, Asebo. If you'd like that. And Asebo says, sure. And he does that. He spins a giant web for Asebo to climb out. But when Asebo does try to climb out of the hole, he actually gets trapped in that web.
1: and oh, a sticky now mess. He's,
0: yeah, he's got a sticky mess. And he takes that sticky mess to Yanmei. And now he has two of his three tasks complete. Third task. Anansi just has to get the Mabora Hornet. To capture them, he takes a gourd and he fills it with water. And then he pours the gourd over the hornet's nest, yelling about how there's such a terrible rain going on, and it's going to flood. The hornets flee their nest, and he says, quick, get into the gourd, I'll save you from the rain. (laughs) The hornets do, and Anansi corks the gourd and takes it to Yanmei. So now he has all three of them collected. Wow. Yanmei, being very happy with his son's ingenuity, declares him the god of stories and gives him all Of the stories of humanity, which he must have shared with us, right? Because we still have our stories, including his. Yeah. And once he was That's part of point.
2: Yeah, we wouldn't know, we wouldn't be able to talk. We, we would talk in fuzz right now if we didn't. <laughs> um, do you think that it was like a catch and release thing where you put the other animals back?
1: I bet that a Nazi went over to Yame's house the next night for dinner and they're eating a stew. And then a Nazi looks in the stew and there's like a, a jaguar eyeball and a hornet leg in it, you know? What, uh, I recognize those one? eyes. Panther? I don't know. Leopard. 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 Yeah, I bet he made a leopard stew.
2: I I don't like the way that that story went for the snake. Snake's just trying to help him out. He already has like a snake little. Was hubris.
0: Yeah, but it was
1: it was his pride that led to his downfall. You yeah. Know? Why was he so uh, Why was he so eager to show how long he is? If I go around showing how long I'm all the time, it's only a matter of time before somebody takes advantage of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 What? I, I just want to trick you. I want to. I want to have like. I bet you're not as long as this thing. No, oh, I'm. I'm and, definitely
2: that long. Hey, what's nature's yardstick? Because we're gonna need a bigger. We're gonna need a bigger <laughs> ruler. It's, a,
0: yeah. it's it's the whole tree. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a fun noodle, <laughs> like a pool noodle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nature's <laughs> nature's yardstick.
0: I think the point of this trickery is that he is small he's definitely not capable of defeating any of these three critters on his own. He has to kind of surmount that by using his intellect and his his more human capabilities, which is why he's such a strong figure for resisting overwhelming oppression and was so significant to the, the victims of the slave trades. Yeah,
1: I like that. That's cool.
0: So the last story. So what I've covered so far, I did the history Of Anansi in the beginning. I've talked about who Anansi is and how his trickster role kind of relates to his uh, set of beliefs and his people. And now I'm going to tell you about why he's a terrible dad. (laughs) This story starts out with Anansi and his one son. His son's name is Kwakusun. They're both farmers, but they're having a very bad year with a very bad, terrible drought. With it being such a bad year, there's not much actual farming to do, so his son goes on a long pity walk thinking about how shitty his situation is. While on the walk, Quackerson comes across a hunchback dwarf, and he asks why is Kwakusin so sad. And Quackerson explains his dilemma, and the dwarf smiles. And he says, you're in luck. I'm the perfect person to fix your problem. The dwarf tells Quackerson to find two small sticks and tap him lightly on his hump while singing. <laughs> Yuck. Strange request, right? Yeah, I hate that. He's desperate, Quagerson. Yeah. So he complies, and he finds two sticks, and he lightly drums on <laughs> the uh, dwarf's back, and he sings a little what, tune. What noise do you think that makes? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use one of those. As, <laughs> actually, I'm going to use both of those as the sound effect of, of when I'm saying that he, he's drumming on his back. <laughs> okay. He does comply and he does drum on his back and and taps lightly and sings a song. And storm clouds immediately roll and it begins to rain. And the rain makes the crops grow and everybody's happy. Everybody except for Anansi, who thinks he can do better than his son. He's the dad, <laughs> actually. Right? What? Daddy Anansi needs to show his son what's up and get out there and do a better job at making rain come. What a jerk. So he gets two big sticks and he goes to see the dwarf and the dwarf (laughs) tells him the same instructions. And Anansi slams as hard as he can on the boat (laughs) while singing a song. He slams so hard that he actually kills the dwarf oh,
1: Do you think he breaks the hump open and he finds something inside? He finds a whole lot of trouble
2: A kinder egg <laughs> Yeah, a kinder ball. egg, there's a little yeah. toy in there yeah.
0: <laughs> You can have unlimited rain but one kinder egg You can have one sticky hand <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so this situation is real bad for a Nazi More bad than we originally know Because this dwarf isn't just a normal hunchback dwarf This dwarf is the king's favorite jester and the king will be furious that he's been murdered. So Anansi needs to come up with some way to get out of this. So what he does is he puts the dwarf's body in a nearby tree and he waits. Eventually, Anansi's son, Kwakusin, comes to see the dwarf. And Kwakusin asks Anansi if he knows where the dwarf is. Anansi tells him, that the dwarf went climbing up into the tree to see if he could get some fruit. So Quackerson climbs up into the tree to find the dwarf. But when he does that, the dwarf's dead body falls down. Oh. And Anansi immediately exclaims, Oh no, you killed the dwarf.
2: <laughs> oh, what a jerk. Where's <laughs> dad? Yeah. That. That's, that's, that's my son.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that you
2: opened the story up about how great your dad is. Yeah. Because now... Now we can use that as for comparison. My dad would never frame me for murder. No. He's going to send you some
0: cool uh, Sonic codes. Tips and tricks. (laughs) So, Anansi's trying to frame Kwakusin for murder, but Kwakusin isn't a little boy. He's been around a long time, and his dad, this is not his first ruse. So Kwakusin is no stranger to his father's tricks and catches him on his scheme. Without missing a beat, Kwakusin starts to cheer. And when Anansi asks him why he was so happy... Krakasin explains that the king recently decided that he hates that jester and would actually put out a reward for his murder. Ah. Hearing that, Anansi grabs back the body, snatches it, explains that everything he had done and that he was actually the rightful owner of that reward. And of course, Krakasin agrees because he is the true murderer of the dwarf. So Anansi runs off to see the king. But when he gets there, the king is obviously furious because he didn't actually hate that Jester. That was all just part of Kwakusin's plan to trick the trickster. And as punishment, he orders that the dwarf's body be put in a box. And that that box be on a Nazi's head. And he has to carry it around forever. Oh man! So he's got this dead dwarf in a box. And they're probably not that good at like preserving no, dead I'm guys sure, and yeah. stuff back then. It's a, a pretty lousy situation. But, I mean, ultimately, I think that's kind of light. You know? <laughs> he did murder somebody. And then
2: I'd try to hide the body and blame his kid for it. Try to
0: yeah, hide and blame his
1: kid. that's a very different Nazi, though. I feel like he's a, a real a real piece of shit in that one.
0: This is more traditional and like trickster kind of thing. Yeah. Where he's you know somewhat more morally dubious. Mm-hmm. But again, I I kind of picked and chose which version of the previous stories I gave to you guys that I liked best for the character that I was trying to convey. Yeah. I think this one's uh, interesting on its own merit, so I left it as is. So the king punished him by saying that he has to carry the corpse in a box on top of his head for the rest of his life, and Anansi is stuck with this unless he can get somebody else to take that burden for him. So time goes by, and an ant is crawling by Anansi, Anansi sees this as the opportunity he's been looking for, someone else to take that burden. And so he asked the ant if he could hold the box for a while so Anansi can go to the market and do some of his grocery shopping. And then ant is a nice guy, and he agrees to do it. And Anansi just never comes back. Mm. So the ant stuck with that burden forever. And that's the explanation as to why we always see ants carrying heavy things, big things. <laughs> that's why always we always burdened.
1: see ants carrying corpses of hunchbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wondered about that. Lesson learned, huh? Don't trust. Don't trust anybody.
2: Don't help people. Don't help people. Never yeah. help anyone. Run your own in this world. you are gonna you live alone, you die alone. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the moral. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they already had a really strange relationship. I'm sure the kid didn't really trust his dad too much anyway.
0: <laughs> Not at all. Joey, you have you have one tattoo that says die alone, mm-hmm. right? That's <laughs> true. Do you think you could get another one that says never trust anybody? Yeah. yeah.
2: I, I think I'm probably just gonna get a symbol. And it's going to be, it's going to be an ant carrying, carrying a broken, no, a broken heart. I don't know something, an ant, what could an ant carry to really symbolize that I'm never going to help anyone? Like a broken dwarf, a broken hunchback. Joey, do you
1: remember? uh, I remember when you were thinking about getting uh, a tattoo and you just want to get one tattoo. Yeah. And your first idea was the Sizzler logo.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, absolutely. And then I think it'd also be really funny to get a second Sizzler logo that's just slightly the wrong size. (laughs) Yeah. That's also very good.
1: (laughs) No. I like that you were like, I'm either going to get. Uh the logo for Sizzler or just plain text that says die alone.
2: <laughs> no, it's funny. <laughs> Which because... are
1: pretty much the two. That's the same thing. I feel like if you go to Sizzler, huh? that's like the equivalent <laughs> of
2: dying alone, right? Um I mean I, I I guess I I enjoy both. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time I had Toppers in my mind yeah. when you guys were talking about Sizzlers. Roger, you went you went to Toppers recently. Yeah, I've been, right? I've, I've been to, nice- to Toppers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been to Toppers probably also Toppers is a local chain. So maybe listening, that's like a pizza restaurant in, in the area we live yeah. in. But I've been there three times in the last maybe two months and every time I found bugs in my salad. It's very, oh. very gross. So-
2: that's that's what i need to make that's an ant carrying a bowl of salad just the ultimate disappointment because i trusted
1: toppers and i paid the price for it what was that price uh eating a bug
0: Well, i thought you were gonna say i think it was also like (laughs) (laughs) 6.99 expensive bug (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that's those are the uh the three stories what do you guys think what do you I think of Anansi? I liked him at first.
1: Don't like him so much anymore after that last story. I think my favorite Anansi is the one that has a bunch of kids that each have their own power. That's definitely the most yeah. fun.
2: Yeah. That's the most fun one for sure. Mm-hmm. That one gives me that, like, a, a feeling of youth and fun. Yep. The last one, though, you know, that feels more like a, an Aesop fable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, last one. Last one's a bit more harsher, but the idea of framing your son for murder was something that I could not pass up on this story. <laughs> Maybe that's <a> later <laughs> in a life,
2: Anansi. Like uh, maybe he had the six kids and they all grew up and they we went and they left and and then he had another kid later on in life. Yeah. And now he's just a high tired old man. Uh
0: huh. He's just going to leave me anyway. I might as well get something out
2: of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true.
0: Get out of this murder that I did. Yep. Which is why he's so so arrogant and had to prove himself to be. He's an old man spider now. He's got a he's got to show he's still got he's still got chutzpah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. He's the man of the house. I get it. I got these big sticks. I might hit him so hard. Mm -hmm. I bet he he sang like a really good song too. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think
1: that sounded like? I
0: think it was. Ah, (laughs) ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's actually the
2: right
1: one. Yeah. Joey, what do you think it sounded like? Um,
2: probably sound like, a like, (laughs) people, people, need (laughs) people, in i'm yeah.
0: gonna take those beating his back noises and put them over you singing that song Joey. yeah
2: i teared up a little bit when i sang that when i sing in falsetto my, my eyes water it's beautiful yeah. oh reading rainbow
0: would have been a really great one to sing <laughs> oh gosh yeah can i do
2: can i do that again <laughs>
0: so yeah that's Nazi. good that's good so if you guys liked yeah, it i did like it a lot it's very good yeah very good. cool well, um, again, if you guys want to hit us up on Storyhole 1 on Twitter or Storyhole Podcast on Instagram, I'd love to hear some ideas for an intro thing. I'll definitely take one of your phrases, regardless of what it is, and say it next
1: time. <laughs> no matter what it is. No matter how troubling or problematic it is, Kevin
0: will say it. Please mm-hmm. don't make me racist. <laughs> All right.
1: Goodbye, everybody. See
0: you next time.
2: Bye. Thanks, Bye. Guy. Bye. Bye.